But you have to know that you're willing to lose this money. Yeah, I, I've come to the realization: if I lose this money, I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. You but know, come on. If we're talking about taking balls, even short things are unsure things, right? Uh-huh. Jim Carrey said something about his father spent his whole life working a secure job that was supposedly secure until mm-hmm. one day that job didn't need him anymore. But that was supposed to be forever. That was supposed to be okay. But the world changes. It's constantly changing. Something yeah, that seems like... A short thing. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It really Yellow isn't. cabs. I remember just oh, look at the medallion. Back in the day, people were like, yo, the medallion's the way to move. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody yeah. was looking the way. It was Other a people, good investment. They yeah, were looking time. like, yo, how can I get into a medallion? Yo, let's chip in and buy a medallion. Yeah. And it then was. Look, look it what was, happened? I mean, during that time, it was the golden goose. Right? Yes, you wanna gold, you wanna start this? Okay, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, going into the, the? Yeah, whole, we're getting it. Okay. I thought we were just flowing into the conversation. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was a segue. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. not how we were. It's all, we we could set it up yeah, like we, that sort we, of right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I guess we'll do an official intro. To the, <laughs> this is Lucky Boys Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Will. I'm Norm, and we have a very special guest here today, Augie. Tang, welcome Hi. to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. And you're oh, really glad matters. to have you on, Augie. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to introduce you. Sorry to cut you off there, no, but I just wanted to introduce you to all the listeners coming in. Uh, you you are a yellow cab driver in New York City, and uh, you know yellow cabs has been such a big part of New York City for as long as I recall. You see it in movies, magazines, and it's essentially the topic of conversation uh, whenever you're flying in or out of the city, whether you need a ride or not. Uh, Pre-pandemic, the revenue was already down for yellow cab drivers. Absolutely. It seems like you're on the brink of extinction. Yeah. I, I mean, for us, we've been fighting for this for God, four years. Well, I've been fighting for it with them uh, for four years. And the, the biggest thing that I saw when I got into this um, industry was that I saw how much it affected the owner drivers. So a medallion is basically um, a permit to allow you to pick up street hails and in New York City, all the boroughs, and and also at the airports. But uh, what I started seeing is the, the decrease in, in, in fares and, and revenue, and, and people had these um, huge loans uh, because they these immigrant drivers were basically um, like encouraged and, and coerced into buying the medallion. Uh, that These were like lease drivers that were renting from garages, and uh, these brokers were telling him, hey, look, uh, we could get you a loan for 800, 900,000, you know, and then we will we'll, we'll, we know a bank and they'll they'll reap benefits, get uh, fees for it. Um, and they ended up they ended up getting into this. And before the you know, before Uber and uh, the and tax, left, yeah. yeah, and for hire vehicles started coming in, uh, they were able to make the payments. You know, right. I, it, I remember. um I mean, that was a topic of conversation back in the day where people were looking into investing into medallions, not only just immigrants, but right. regular folks so they, they could lease out the vehicles and just have their right because they felt that the New York City yellow cab industry was basically recession proof. And it it's something that would have, I mean, it's just been a staple of New York City. And when you had industry disruptors come in and just kind of change the whole face of, of the game, it's, you know, we have this stuff going on now yeah and i I think you mentioned with the loans and the average loan 
I believe that I read it was like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Four hundred fifty thousand, yeah. And at one point, I, I just you know I have a circle of friends that it, it, several years ago, and they were talking about chipping in or investing in a medallion. And I remember when they looked into it, and we had we were having that conversation. It was, it was about a million dollars. One point three. One point three million. Yeah. And that was in two thousand thirteen. It was valued at one point three million. Uh, I believe it was two thousand. Yes, two thousand thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one point three at the match, but they were. <laughs> So the the problem with that is that the city and what is it worth now? Right now, you could buy seventy thousand, seventy thousand dollars, seventy thousand cash. Wow! And and people are willing to to sell it at seventy thousand right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, there's wow. people asking people buy, but no one's even buying at wow. this. They're point. not even buying it at 70. right now because they're not sure. And for what we were, what we've been trying to fight for was that, and and trying to uh, shine a light on was that the city was selling. These medallions inflating the prices mm-hmm. prices purposely, and the city um, banked eight hundred and fifty million dollars off of these sales. So you're saying that the city was preying off of the immigrants or these investors, right? right. Inflating the price, exactly. and then now that it's dropped, right? Well, it dropped. It was by design because they ended up not only inflating the prices, but they went to undercut. The drivers allowing all these for hired vehicles because the, those those same um, uh, uh, government officials that were working for the governor and even for the city went on to work for Uber and Lyft. No, wow. yeah. So it's a it's a huge story that New York Times investigation came out uh-huh. and um, it actually won a Pulitzer Prize, um, highlighting for the fact that these you know New York City uh, really. Um, you know, it's really fraud of what they did because they were selling these medallions, advertising them to predominantly, oh, well, to, to anyone. Uh, advertising, say, is a worry-free retirement, mm-hmm. you know? And during that time, you, know, you could make, I, I've had friends and colleagues telling me they could make 700, like, on a weekend, like, on week, like on a Friday night, Yeah, you know? Yeah, uh, I remember they, when I used to go into cab drivers and they were telling me they make good money on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it was, you know, it was great because they were able to, you know, if they work hard enough, you know, you got to put in those hours. That's what right. it is. So, I mean, it sounds like a big scam. When you're seeing like predatory yeah. lending that, that was happening, right? Right. Um, and then all these loans that were like up to what, uh, $500,000. I'm not sure about the interest rate. No, um, no but, exactly. And some of them were even getting into, because these are mostly predominantly 90 like north of 90 percent were were immigrants right and they were getting uh industry brokers coming in telling these lease drivers hey look if you you know uh if you have some down payment like they're they're talking about their life savings of a hundred thousand you know they're dropping they're like hey there's this opportunity there's this golden opportunity for you to get you to the middle class you know and so the biggest problem with that was that they ended up just uh Right, predatory lending was huge, and some of them were uh, getting into these interest-only uh, loans where they were never paying off the principal as well, too. Oh. And and so their minimum were, payment only checked the interest, interest, mm-hmm. and nothing exactly. was coming off the principal. Exactly, and so like, and these, and some other people were getting, uh, some other um, immigrants were getting these high interest rates, so they were paying high interest and barely taking off any other principal. Mm-hmm. So, and essentially, they'll be. In debt forever. Yeah. These are the same, um, I guess, like these banks were the same ones that were outlawed uh, in lending for the housing crisis. 
uh, because of the housing, you know, uh, what happened in 2007, 2008, 2008, right? So during the housing crisis, they were outlawed because of what they were doing uh, with just giving out loans or whatever, and people were, you know, basically defaulting. So they were they found a, a different industry to kind of yeah, and they were welcome. Yeah, you know, you're talking about welcome with open arms and a red carpet to come in here and and lend for the medallion. So there was no regulation that came in. Like New York City is high. I mean, from what I hear, New York City um, is uh, taxi business is very highly regulated versus when Uber and Lyft came in, the ride sharing companies, they were kind of free for all at right. that time, That's right, exact- when they came in. So we are highly regulated, but during these um, like transactions, right, they were allowing, they were allowing um, all these loans to go throughout and turning a blind eye because the city was making so much money off of it. Oh, that's and so, but these guys now again, same officials went off to work for Uber and Lyft, allow all these cars um, with unending supply of venture capitalists, and uh, and so for us, we're we're we're, we're fighting, um, we're screaming at the city and be like, hey, look, we can't survive. There's no way we could. Um, these guys are, are 65, you know, 70. Right. I have a so we do the Zoom call every. Um, every Friday since the pandemic uh, was happening. And it, it's, you know, in the beginning, it was really just to help these um, uh, owners and, and drivers just to sign up for unemployment because basically we weren't making any revenue on, on the streets. And so um, they, you know, we we wanted to make sure we get everybody and they were joining these Zoom calls. And now it's becoming an every Friday thing and it becomes like a therapy for all of us because we're talking about our stories and then we're, you know, we're we're helping out. Uh, you know, uh, how we're dealing with these banks and what these banks are doing, and we really became such a like a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have this eighty-year-old uh, person who takes care of his sick wife, come in every Friday, joining us for three hours, wow. you know, sometimes even like four hours, and we're like exhausted. <laughs> is, is, is there any debt forgiveness? See, and that's what we're fighting for, and that's what. So uh, uh, my our campaign that we're going through right now is asking for the city uh, to act as a backstop um, to say to guarantee on a loan that uh, bring all the loan principal down to one hundred and twenty five thousand four percent interest rate. And it'll be a monthly of seven hundred and fifty seven dollars. And that's livable. That Uh, is we, we think we're we think that's livable, you know, even even right now. Um, but who knows with the pandemic and everything. Um, but the city has been uh, basically just uh, one either ignoring us. Um, they haven't even felt like they, they say they were going to do something, but you know uh, we're just tired of the excuses. You know? All right, now when we talk about the city, specifically who? Well, the mayor. You know, the mayor has the the authority to do stuff like this. He does. Yes, to act as a backstop and and uh, and say, hey, look, bring all the players to, to the table, and we'll talk about this. But nothing has ever happened. You know, we we had uh, even um, in the uh, in the council, right, the city council. They all understand what we're going through. We're there every time there's something happening. We're protesting on the streets. Uh, we're protesting on the bridges. Uh, we're shutting down the bridges. Can the city council? help push the mayor i mean i know it acts as a checks and balances i mean they they're i guess they're trying but nothing has happened they said that they they will try and find a way and right now especially um the mayor said to us saying that mayor de blasio mayor de blasio said to us 
that once well it said on 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 um on the news saying that once the um the stimulus is passed you know and money is coming into the the, the city you know we will uh most hi- highly likely to to work something out but we haven't even got an answer and the s- stimulus has been passed already right uh and right now it's just we're just here we're just sick of waiting and we we you know there's a lot of people that in new york that you could like tweet to the mayor saying this is a real crisis and there's been very little transparency between the city and you guys i mean they they just doesn't seem like they they haven't really talked to us directly um it's this tuesday coming up there's a tlc hearing and trust me we're going to be flooding that hearing mm-hmm. uh it's all zoom for now and so we're going to flood that hearing and we're going to ask them what do you guys what are you guys waiting for we've been asking we've been we've created this proposal and it's been vetted by scott stringer the the chief financial officer the comptroller of new york city and he he him and actually it's funny um uh, him Letitia James as well too who is the attorney general for New York state um has basically filed a complaint against New uh New York City I heard yeah there's a lawsuit exactly uh, suing the city for 800 million right yeah uh, so they you know saying essentially they committed fraud um and and with the backing of the uh, comptroller uh it, it that vetted our proposal and they said it's the most fiscally sound for Does the it city. have legs the lawsuit? The lawsuit does but you know, it it was right before the pandemic, and then when the pandemic hit, we feel like, you know, it's hard to sue a city eight hundred and ten million dollars when at this at this state, fiscal, yeah. you know, right. <laughs> you know, uh, fiscal year, especially uh, when there's so many be so many people being hurt, uh, and I get that, you know, and so we created this um, proposal that we if we bring all the lenders and all the players on the table and say, hey, look, bring down the principal. Um, then we could we could make really make something work and and have these guys survive. So like in the interim, just bring down the interest. So you know at yeah. at the base level, we'll have you know the workers, the people who are making the city run, right. be able to survive, and then we'll come back and figure things out. So I know Scott Stringer, he's running for mayor. Is yes, that is. is that is that something on his platform that that uh, you're pushing, or is has he pushed that or in, on his not policies? At all. I mean, he wasn't even talking to us mm-hmm. about him. Like, oh, hey, look, I'm running for mayor. Like, we didn't. That wasn't even on the table. I, I honestly felt like we were working with his office and you know on Zoom meetings talking to them, and they wanted to see any way we could help. And so we had um, we had media come out to um, uh, to City Hall. We had lines and rows of yellow taxis um, trying to, uh, you know, get get people to see what's going on. And so, yeah, um, uh, Scott Stringer just came out and said, hey, this is, you know, we owe these drivers at least this much. You know, Absolutely. Has there been anyone else standing up for you guys? Yeah, yeah. AOC. We've, dri- we've driven to um, the capital, you know, Washington, Virginia, Washington, D.C., I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have shut down the bridges. We have went to lobbies of banks. You know, we, so they see all this, and we're getting a lot of good feedback from it um, and positive feedback, and they're just they're rooting for us right. because, you know, just once, let the, let the little guys win, you know? Mm-hmm. And for us, to, to, I, what we feel like, we feel like the city is just waiting and let this thing resolve on its own but this you think is this a, is going to be pushed off to the next mayor we have no idea you know but he could act before he leaves he could act as um you know our hero 
right. and and act as a backstop. And it will cost you know it only cost them seventy five million over the uh, over the uh, course of twenty years. And that's the lowering of the interest rate. Yes. Yeah. No. So oh no. So what it is is that they only have to buy the um, existing loan if the if the loan somehow uh, defaults, right? It would only cost. Uh, it, it, the only way the city would have to put money in is is how they have to put one hundred and five percent of what the existing loan is, and even then they could sell it off to the second bidder behind them. And from what we gathered is that it will only cost the city seventy five million over twenty years, and and you're talking about a. a an annual budget of ninety billion dollars. Right, the city when you look has. at it from a macro point of view, it's a drop in a bucket. <laughs> exactly, and and you could really save a workforce, and you could save a lot of lives. Because to my understanding, there's been several suicides that, yeah, that one occurred of them, because of this. Right, one of them is the reason why I got into you know such a uh, like um, advocating for medallion owners, and uh, you know even for myself because I am one, and I didn't know what my father was going through. Uh, he. He, he was i didn't know anything about yellow taxi but he, he passed five years ago and i just i i did, you know decided to take it over and you know learn the business and because i also had to take care of his mother my grandmother so i moved back in with her and then all of these things started happening i met kenny chow um and you know he's you know in the beginning he was so nice you know we would have coffee and kenny chow's a fellow cab driver right right uh, kenny chow's fellow uh cab driver that that owed seven hundred thousand, and he felt you know during that time because I was how old worried. was he? Can he was fifty six. Fifty uh, when I met him, probably like fifty three or something. Okay, uh, and what can, can you share the story of Kenny? Yeah, Chow? um, I mean, I met him because we were just there's a taxi stand on um, I guess what is that uh, East Broadway and and um, Essex Street. Yeah, and so we you know there's a taxi stand there, and we would. Uh, just take breaks over there, you know. Since it's Chinatown, we'll go grab a uh, cheap coffee and and I uh, and we would sit there and talk about oh how you know how's business and stuff like that. And we got to know each other. And for me, being a newbie, I just I I didn't know anything, you know. I didn't even know how to like print out uh, receipts. Receipt. You know, it's it's. I know it sounds. I could have like, showed you that as a passenger. <laughs> exactly. uh, I could have pressed the button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but then you know, there's a bunch of buttons. How would yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, so things like that and any question that i needed you know i would ask him and he would just gladly you know try to help and he was hopeful you know when i first met him he was like oh don't worry about it. the city will will you know will help us out what we need to do is get drivers back you know uh, back to the yellow taxi uh but this was when uber and lyft had like 50 60,000 cars mm-hmm. uh now they're flooding a hundred thirty thousand cars about oh it's know? everywhere yeah, yeah it's everywhere and it, you know before the pandemic it was impossible to get from one avenue to another right. there's no you know you just don't know how to how to get around this and you can central business district was gridlocked right. all day right you know and it was hard so it's hard for us and so I, when did you start seeing a change in kenny uh when i bumped into him at in chinatown again we parked over at Grinch. what year oh god 2016 2016 i think so yeah it wasn't so much three years into the whole yeah downturn yeah and when, he, when things were starting to come like when reality was really hitting yeah you mean he was working 16 hour days you know what yeah he just couldn't i mean there's things that happened um was happening behind the scenes to him too you know he had a huge mortgage payment and he also had a mortgage payment for his house but he borrowed money against that and th- that's what inflated 
uh, to buy his house because uh, he wanted, you know, this is a this is an immigrant guy that that felt like he was providing for his family, mm, and right. when he invested in the um, when he invested in the medallion, just it just in all this. Just he was living the American dream. He was. Like, yeah. so, he thought he was. So he w- he borrowed against the medallion's yeah. uh, worth to buy uh, his house. Yes, exactly. And they were lending out like mm. there was nothing, right. you know. And that was the huge problem. Obviously, there was just no oversight, and they were just allowing this to happen because people and they were signing and, and they were making these guys sign confessions of judgment. And what that is is that they're basically admitting fault before they even oh default gosh. so they would so they don't even need to go to court to re- repossess their homes oh, wow. repossess their right their medallion you know yeah oh that is so so I, I could be a little naive about this yeah. whole situation but why not file for bankruptcy doesn't that clear all it, the debt yes it does and it stays on your record for seven years mm-hmm. right uh but for that, it's just, you know, they're hanging on because this is their only source of income. You're 65, file for mm-hmm. bankruptcy, what are they going to work at? Right. Mm-hmm. That, and then think about all the time and money already invested. Right, right. And then you're going to have to start, and if you have a family, they're going to, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do for it's, work and where are you going to live? Yeah. Right? It's difficult, man. I, I see these guys and just, you know, I could see like the, they're just jaded, you know, on these Zoom calls and they're just tired, they're angry. Mm-hmm. Um, they really lost hope but ever since the pandemic we organized and yeah. we, we got you know we get as much as 200 people on these zoom calls yeah. um getting to talk to them and it's it's really it's therapeutic uh, for for me too was was that around when when kenny was around or this is no no this is, this is just recent kenny so this died started, in 2018 so he died from suicide or yeah yeah so he oh i'm sorry that's right yeah. so he's um he ended up committing um throwing himself off of the east side river uh up the uh, east river east river yeah and so it was one of those things where i i didn't know right i i i saw i i saw a picture but it didn't look um like kenny the kenny that i know um so i i remember seeing it on facebook because i follow this group called new york taxi workers alliance which is the group that i'm i'm helping out and and they they've been unbelievably great um they really in an in a industry where, you know, you have a people that's just out for the money and stuff like that. This is not them. You know, they're just real human beings. And um, so they, that's, they posted it on their they posted the group on, right, on Kenny. The, exactly. Yeah. And that's how you found out? I found out that he was missing. Uh, and then I followed up. On, so I texted him. Because you didn't see him on a taxi stand anymore. Yeah, I didn't see him in a taxi stand. And then when I found when I saw that post that he was missing, uh, I texted him. No reply. Um, you know, I'll wait, you know, another day. I'll text him again, nothing. So, you know, for me in the back of my head, because I wasn't And really he usually sure. replies fairly quick. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, we would see like, hey, are you in JFK? Are you in uh, LaGuardia? Are you in Chinatown? You know, maybe right. we could grab a coffee and just talk. Um, and then he, and so when I followed through with the story, but this is before I, I knew anybody in the industry. I just worked. You know, it's a very lonely job. You're just driving and you don't really it's not easy to make friends. You don't just go up to people. Hey, I'm a taxi guy. And we just not like the way that me and Kenny did, you know, and he was, he was just so welcoming and, and just wanted, you know, just wanted to help. He was just such a good family, man. He has a daughter. Um, and he had a sick wife too. So it was just, it was, it was a lot of things, but mainly it was the, you know, financially it's, it's, it's such a, it was such a burden on him. And what he was once thought was 
that he was providing for his family became just like it has it's became a nightmare oh my god yeah and he believed i mean it sounds like he believed in his investment strongly he did as everyone else did right i mean even people from the outside looking in thought that the medallion was a foolproof investment yeah it's it was you know even me you know coming in and i I wouldn't change it for anything i I wouldn't think like oh i shouldn't have took over my father's medallion because i had a choice you know but i wanted to learn and my father was so um proud of owning it um he was just like you know he was uh he has a he, piece of New York City. Yeah, man, right. Course. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, like, he loved to be American, but it was just being so a New Yorker. Yeah. yeah, being a New Yorker and owning yeah. a piece of New York was yeah. just such a, such an amazing thing to him. But I didn't, in the background, he never talked about the taxi industry. I didn't know anything. I had to get lawyers to get his uh, medallion. You know, I spent money on that. Um, I had to borrow money from my mom because of how much, I didn't realize how much things were going to cost, you know. Right. So it was, ugh, my family has been, so helpful um my you know my fiance has been just incredible throughout this whole time and so i'm devoting my time uh when i can to try to help and especially with the pandemic it it became it was so hard for everybody because they didn't know when when their income was coming yeah they didn't even know how to apply for unemployment and it was so hard to apply for unemployment because of how many people were unemployed right um so we were we were just, you know, people were calling me and I, I was just filling it out and we were trying to figure out what answers to answer what. And, you know, we were, we were helping them out. And, you know, I was literally doing it for my, even for my night guy. I was like, hey, look, don't come out to work, you know, um, let me fill this out for you. And, and so he, you know, ever since then he stopped working. I told him not to come back anytime soon because it's just not worth it. My night guy was 63 years old. Now mm-hmm. I'm thinking if they, if they are able to sell the medallion for $70,000, yeah, yeah. Right, let's just say they're able to sell it. Let's say I'm willing to buy it for 70000 mm-hmm. right? But they still owe 500000 See, that's the thing. They were selling their loans. Uh, so with that, right now those, they're selling medallions or, or the ones that has been already foreclosed on. So uh, it's either... Uh, the city owns it or like oh. somebody else owns it. Wait, so if it's been foreclosed bank, on, yeah. does it work like a home loan? Uh, so, yeah. So, so the bank, ha- bank owns it. So the bank owns it. They're willing to release it for 70000 So we oh, have... So it's like a short sale. Industry. So we have an industry um, uh, brokers who broker these deals and they're, they're like, hey, like, uh, we know somebody that's willing to sell it for 70000 It's either wh- whether somebody already paid it off and they're just like, hey, I just want to rid my hands of this medallion for and the bank will okay that and say yeah, all right yeah. we'll just take the 70 grand and that's yeah. it the rest well, of the money could is- be individual medallion owners that had it and doesn't owe any money on it and they want to sell but we know that there has been sales of seventy thousand dollars and they've been asking and, they're just and then not- the rest of the debt goes away uh that that so this is what happens so throughout this whole ordeal banks were selling these loans to each other because they realized that man these guys aren't going to be able to pay and they were selling it at like a fraction of the price. So, but they are still. So my my loan was at Melrose Credit Union, and then it went to Midland, right? But they were selling it for for you're talking about fractions, like you're talking yeah, about percentages, like, fractional shares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they were buying it, and they were still asking for five hundred fifty thousand. You know, mm-hmm. um, and for me, I was you know I was just paying it off because I want to keep it. You know, I, I I still believe in the yellow taxi industry, and I I believe that I can be that guy to try to you know I'll bring it. I guess uh, upgrade the industry, but there is a lot of regulations and things like that. And I've been working with companies called Wave, uh, W A A V E. Uh, we've been trying to, you know, tell drivers, hey, look, we gotta, 
balance e hail and street hail. It's the only way. Right. We need you know front facing, front, you know front facing uh, pricing, front uh, uh, you know uh, pricing for people to even have um, like how much it is according to Uber and Lyft. You know, right. once they have that, because they automatically think that yellow taxis are more expensive, right? Which is because. Well, one, which for the most part it is uh, at times, you'll, you'll, uh, except for during peak hours. You'll be surprised, though. You'll be surprised. It's actually not. Um, you'll be surprised how much uh, Uber and Lyft um, lobbied. I'd like you know try to uh, fed into that that narrative. Uh, most of the time, it's 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 either just it's comparable. It's not much, huh. you know. But they think that they 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 think that it's uh, it's so much more expensive. So from personal use, I know that um, those ride sharing apps they actually. Put, uh, they put up a surcharge. Right. So if it's um, a heavy, uh, heavy peak night, hours, right? Not just peak hours. Yeah. If it's heavy use, I mm-hmm. mean, they have all the technology and algorithm. So even if it's not peak mm-hmm. and it's like heavy use usage, or if it's raining, those search surge pricing it, it starts to increase. Yeah. But yellow cabs, they don't have surge pricing. Right. So technically, based on the situation, yeah. it might be less. It costs less. Right. And I've actually used an app that actually hails. Uh, yellow cabs oh have you yeah i yeah, have yeah. but it's not efficient it's, it's not, like a third party so, type thing yeah they i mean we just we have a pr problem that's mm-hmm. one thing uh and we just nobody wants to invest in uh trying to upgrade it but I, i'm telling you we, we uh we we can really make this work we just have a lot less cars you're talking about like at, at its peak, it was one hundred thirty thousand for hired vehicles, as opposed to thirteen thousand five hundred. Right. How do you compete with that? Right. But then we're thinking like, hey, look, you know, like you guys should be TLC should be doing something about this. This mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Yeah, how right. can we? How is there enough to, to eat for everybody? Right. Um, and so we, and and you know, you guys sold us these medallions, and they okayed it, and they they just basically don't. They just don't care. You know, you you wish that they would care. So the t- TLC works. For uh, with the government, or it's yes. part of the go- go- yeah. city government. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've heard government. I've heard that um, there there is a policy in place right now, and it, it's it's going through the you know grapevine mm. to uh, create an app that lists the yellow cab with um, ride sharing apps. Right, they, right, but then Uber and Lyft and yeah. stuff they're they're blocking. Yeah, they're trying to block. Of it. course, yeah. you know the, what they're trying to do is just that they 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 have dynamic pricing, right, and so. Like new, if it's Will trying to order um, an Uber, they know that oh he's willing to pay this price, you know. And then if you look on Lyft, then you you know obviously Lyft might be a little less. And you look back on Uber, they at at a certain point they kept on trying to fight with each other, you know. And right. they, they they know that oh he's willing to pay, you know, hundred fifty to go to the airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, then let you know let's put it up that way. And it, it's hard. How do you compete with like an unending supply of venture capitalists and? They spent two hundred million dollars to just lobbying, lobbying. Uh, you know, especially no, I, I, like all this is happening, and it's not at the expense of you know Uber drivers paid a price too. You know, all these guys are they're working for slave wages, and they're just not being considered employees. And they so in California, they uh, Proposition Twenty Two um, came out, and they they lobbied two hundred million dollars to to get people to vote for uh, Proposition Twenty Two, which is labeling these gig workers as as uh part of the company no right? independent contractors not part of the company. oh it's so the other way the other way so, so that they, they don't they're not responsible for for exactly. benefits or anything. so there's no economic floor for them they could be like oh i don't know how much they make there's not you know they don't have to need a hourly wage you know they have to meet a requirement they don't have to pay for workers comp we pay for workers comp 
we pay for you know insurance up the yin yang you know it's 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 a lot of uh it's a lot of uh financial um um burden on us so they want to label them as independent contractors exactly yeah and it's what's important is that especially even right now they um they they don't have the security um as like a regular un, uh, uh, employee mm-hmm. but so what happened in california right now is that they're actually um a lot of these people that were hiring full-time workers are firing them and no. calling them be hiring independent contractors because they don't have that they don't have as much security you know and it's it's becoming and you know they're going against labor laws right which is you know and they're trying to do that here in new york as well too um but we're gonna keep on fighting you know for these people like i i don't i don't have anything to do like i don't hate on any of the drivers i i feel for them you know i uh for for me uh, my focus is medallion owners but I, i i get that these drivers need need help too you know do you think eventually that just people in general will not be picking up other people you know in cab you? like it'll be all yeah um it'll be just robots ai self-driving <laughs> you know, cars I, you know it's funny I, yeah, i'm I, seeing a lot i i i, I read yeah. somewhere that in some cities they're actually demoing it yeah you know it started out you know i i remember something like uber and lyft being in select cities mm-hmm. little, and then now look what it is now it's just grown to a behemoth yeah uh globally yeah. and and then i'm seeing the same patterns now i'm reading these driverless vehicles yeah Right. Um, I personally don't think it's as easy as people think uh, to have, you know, these, um, you know, driverless cars, uh, especially in New York City, just because of how many people are are in the city and how, like, if you have those cars trying to make a turn and they, they have just one person going and one person going at a time, we will never get anywhere. You know, you need that human instinct. I'm not saying that it will never happen. I just think that it's hard because those cars need a hub. And they have to build that hub, and it costs a lot of money and a lot of manpower to uh, to to have that going. And I just don't think it's as close as where um, you know people think it is. But I I think in the future, yeah, it will come. Yeah, I think it can possibly happen within the next five to ten years. I think it's going to be longer. I just don't think it's going to be as easy. You know, I. Uh, but I mean, who knows? You know, these guys have so much money. <laughs> and yeah. it's, just, it's just exact. And that's exactly it. There's just, yeah. we're not talking millions. We're talking about billions yeah. of dollars involved in the whole big picture. Right. And when there's that much money involved, it seems that change happens very quickly. Yeah. And there are a lot of large corporations that already have this technology. They're just working out the kinks because, for example, I mean, let's just say they have a driverless vehicle and it's operating at a productivity or efficiency efficiency level at 97, 98%, no accidents, right? right? Yeah. Well, that's not good enough, right? Because think about it, for every 100 vehicles that are out there, two or three are getting into an accident, right? right? So they're going to have to try to decrease that to 99 point whatever yeah. for it to be acceptable out there in mainstream. And a lot of these vehicles, what I've read, if you just even look at the Tesla vehicles that are self-driving, the the report concluded that you're 70% less likely to get in a car accident if you use their autopilot. Right. Yeah. So when you're looking and if you, 
look at it if they have a bunch of computers that talk to each other mm. and they can know when the other vehicles they can anticipate each other so to speak because they're yeah. communicating with one another versus humans will all just kind of we can be tired yeah. like you said working 14 16 hours yeah, they were, you know, that's insane it's really hard yeah i mean i, I get that but they, i feel like they still need that human instinct where you know that you could make this make this turn between two passengers or this you know this guy uh, like a like uh you could have um uh, just people walking on the street and just hesitate and then they wouldn't know what the the other right. you know what, what the person would do so i i think it's just uh i mean i, I could see in the future i just don't think it's that soon i mean they're even incorporating lidar technology mm-hmm. into a lot of these auto, auto pilots and yeah. I, i've used lidar and it's a very interesting technology yeah. it's very interesting how the camera just sees and is able to make decisions and um know the distance and the measurements of things like for example if i put a light on you know that you're five foot ten put it on me you know it it would have all these measurements laid out Uh, i think i think it'll happen i think there's just billions billions of dollars i'm i'm worried for uh the, the these industries that require um, people to drive, even the trucking industry. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, they even. I think Andrew Yang uh, highlighted that. Right. And Automation ch- that's mm. going to take over. Right. Yeah. And he said, I mean, he even said, I think five to ten years that it's going to be a real be thing where it's going to take over. And you look at uh, a lot of logistics company transportations; they're investing a lot in that technology as well. Even with drones delivering packages oh, yeah. and robots. In some cities, robots deliver your boxes. Yeah, yeah, I've seen mm. that. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying, so when, whenever you see like these little tests yeah. in these um, markets, it usually goes into the major markets within yeah. five to ten years. Is what I've been seeing, and technology has just been increasing at such a rapid pace yeah, that I think it's only the beginning uh, for the truckers, for right. the cab drivers, and. I feel bad because a lot of these people invested so heavily in this industry. Right. Yeah. No. And I. And this is what I'm hoping is that I'm hoping if I have a medallion and they start allowing these AI cars, that I'm able to purchase one and have it run as my own. Ooh. You know. But who knows? Yeah. You know. Like I didn't think that, that is some passive income, right? There. Right. That's what I mean. Like you don't have to pay the driver. Um, you just right. have to buy the vehicle and oh. upkeep it but i was just thinking like you know there's so many things on the road like bikers you're talking about e-scooters have been approved yeah as well too yeah, i don't I haven't that. seen it yet but in other boroughs we see the e-scooters a lot yeah mm-hmm. you know oh, oh no i'm sorry uh, the e the regular not the not the vet mopeds i was talking, oh, about, you're talking about e-scooters like the regular electric ones that uh, like a razor, oh, they, razor scooter thing. thing. Oh, no, they have that in the city. Like they have that they, running around like they, city bikes. No, yeah, no. Like you, you ever seen Bird on mm-hmm. other? Yeah, you know? yeah. in other uh, in states, other states yeah. right? Yeah, it's something like stuff like that. Um, and you know, Lyft has it too, and Uber has like Lime or something. Right? Yeah. Right. So it's they they approve that, but I don't know when they're gonna start like rolling that. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't ride one of those in New York City. That's well, they have potholes. Yeah. I mean, they have Revel. I mean, it's not an e-scooter, e-scooter right. but right, but a few people died. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, like, like two weeks later just yeah come on back yeah <laughs> it's like it's cool we just yeah. we forgot about that's it. the lobby money man i that's mean like it's it, it, it's crazy to 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 have a, like a company come in and provide a product but then it's unsafe yeah. you know it's, and they're still running it's funny because in two, 2017 uh 
Uber and Lyft uh, spent more on lobbying than like Walmart, Amazon, wow. and no like, way, and Microsoft makes uh, combined. Sense. Combined, it makes sense. Imagine, let's just think about like when they came into the market, there was no slowdown. I mean, they just came in and then pretty much decimated a whole industry. Yeah. But then, how? Where was the the city, the city council people, and the mayor saying like, "Oh, you're you're destroying lives." Just slow down a little bit. Yeah. We'll just we'll just limit amount of of Uber cars in the city, and then we'll work something out. But it, that never happened. It's so it was it, it wasn't, and yeah. and these guys just just allowed this to happen. And who paid the price? You know, the drivers did, mm-hmm. uh, the ones who invested in the city. Yeah, and like they not only a lot of people don't know this, but it, since two thousand and nine, um, yellow taxis they collect a, 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 a fee, a tax. Uh, of uh, 50 cents and then now in 2019 they another 250 on top of that uh, they collect over a billion dollars for the mta mta alone you know and you're, you're thinking like oh you know we're we're basically the tax collectors well, and not only know. that they invested uh, like we we've been paying that tax uh for them uh, collecting that tax for them but they also raked in 850 million dollars on uh of uh city for for the city of New York, so you're talking about um, the the subway, the the metro here in New York City yeah. that's operating it should be operating on a surplus. Yeah, it should be, <laughs> you so, know, but it's not. Yeah. I know the stations so look they the have same to, as it did so they 10 have years to, ago. They have to go to other uh, points of transportation and collect fees. Exactly. For, for, for we that. can't. We have no say. We try to fight against it. I drove my cab up to Albany. You know, us and a, and a good amount of us just. You know, we, we, we try to fight for issues like that. But then we basically, they're just ignoring us. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Where we And we, this is happening across the United States. It's not just the New York City problem. Yeah, right, it? exactly. Well, you know, in New York, in New York State, and for, for us, we, there's a lot of people in other cities uh, that aren't even getting what we are getting because they're not getting the holiday payments during the pandemic. So, the, so uh, these guys are, are still paying while not making money on their their loans and you know you're talking about boston chicago uh san fran and all that but for us we've been you know we're we're we're, we're making some noise and you know we're getting out there on you know I, i'm always saying yes to interviews uh you know new york times cnn whatever it is is you know I'm, I'm trying to do as much as i can to just really shine a light on what's going on and uh for me i i just i i wouldn't i didn't think i was gonna be this involved um but you know my my fiance, she she pushes me. She's like, "Hey, dude, do, do this." You know, you, you have to do, fight back. Yeah, I mean, and you have to let your voices be heard. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, this is it's not going to get any better. Yeah. Um, has anything changed since your interview with New York Times or CNN? Well, we have um, we have gotten a lot of uh, a lot of I guess positive feedback. Uh, we're not, and we're talking about we had Congress uh, Congress and. Congressman Meeks, uh, who's a New York uh, delegate, uh, uh, introduced a bill that says that if this um, if this bill if we do get the debt forgiveness, like if it's five hundred fifty thousand and it's shortened down to one hundred twenty five thousand, usually people have to pay taxes on that. That mm-hmm. that works as income, and you're talking about people don't have one hundred twenty five thousand dollars to pay to the government. Right. So he introduced a bill. If this does happen. Um, then they they we do not have to pay taxes on it, and we have every uh, New York delegate uh, delegate New York congressman delegate 
have been showing support. They wrote letters to the city saying, "Hey, we have to help these." So guys. who's a, who's the person holding this up? Is it just the mayor? It's just the mayor, mayor, you know. And but he said he was going to do something about it. Yeah, right? he said, but he hasn't. You know, I guess he has too much on his plate. You know, I don't know. We. Well, we'll see on Tuesday. Um, we're gonna be at his uh, Gracie's mansion, and we're gonna we're gonna also uh, be on Zoom during that time um, to talk to the TLC. You know, we're here. I know it sounds stupid that like some people think that oh, we're just you know um, we're just you know pitchforks and and signs and all that, and it's not about that. You know, we've been getting you know Bernie Sanders retweeted us about what we were doing when we shut down the Brooklyn Bridge and uh, and the 59th Street Bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, that really took off. Um, we uh, a lot of people were talking about like three million people have seen that, and um, they see what we're doing like shutting down City Hall, you know, parking all our cars and just leaving it there. Um, you know, Scott Stringer has came out, and we we've we've been screaming this, and a lot of people are agreeing with us, but yet. No action has been taken to try to help these uh, immigrant drivers. Now, it feels like you have to just make the city uncomfortable because yeah, it, I mean, it, you, you they do. make us feel uncomfortable, right? <laughs> yeah, like because for the longest time. if there's no help coming, you have to, you know, you just have to elevate your voice. I mean, mm-hmm. even here in Chinatown, they were trying to make, you know, trying to build a a, a ninety foot jail, you know, Ugh. and that was stopped because of a lawsuit. Was ninety on. story. 90 story. 90 foot. 90 foot. Yeah, that yeah. would be tough. Yeah, 90, 90 story. Yeah. 90 foot jail would be... <laughs> it's illegal. It's illegal. It's, it's jail for ants? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah they, they, so they brought a lawsuit and they, they stopped it. Yeah, they yeah. stopped the build. Um, well, it's been halted. Halted. Yeah, it's been halted yeah. for now. And, right. they, and the city has the right to appeal, of course. Right. Um, I, I mean, they've done... I, I, the city has done a lot to Chinatown right now. Like, I, I can't even imagine. They, I heard they're, they, they're, they don't even offer them the PPP loans. Is that what I... Um, I, I believe that that has been corrected or oh, being looked at oh, at the man. moment. Uh, it was part of what we were talking about um, prior. But yeah, I mean, we work with um, several people in Chinatown and we mm. we spoke to them and uh, a lot of non-for-profits and uh, people involved in the small to medium businesses here. Yeah. And the reason that they weren't getting or qualifying for these loans because they were... <laughs> They were basically looking at the zip code you were in, and that's it. And they said, this is a very wealthy zip code. And anyone that's from New York City understands that zip codes in New York are split between wealthy and the non-wealthy parts. And Chinatown is a huge representation of that, right? You could have several high-end shops that cost a hundred thousand dollars to even that's what the starting price is just for a piece of art within that same zip code you have meals that you can purchase for three dollars five dollars for lunch and that's goes the complete opposite and these small to medium businesses along that area that just happens to be in this zip code were were left out yeah and left behind and i saw that and you know new york city has the uh, like the highest income inequality. Um, oh my gosh! And it's it's yeah. just it's not even. And look for for a city that that has a, a highest uh, income inequality and one of the richest cities, we actually have one of the lowest unemployment rate, meaning that you only get paid one hundred eighty two dollars before taxes a week um, from the city, and without the federal money coming in, it, it'll be hard for these guys to survive. And 
Look, I, I, um, I, I feel that you know there's a lot of things that can be corrected, uh, and I, I see this even in Chinatown. Look, I see people. I mean, like grandma's still collecting cans. I think most of them do it just to do it, mm-hmm. not that they need to. Mm-hmm. I, and but I, I, I see that, and it's like it just breaks my heart. You it know? does every time I see a grandma here. I know. Um, number one, like Asians, Asians for whatever right. reason. Um, in Chinatown, yeah. I've, I've seen it's very rare that I see an Asian person beg for money. Yeah, looking for a handout. But we have very rare. Ha, ha, like it's weird because I've been seeing more of that in Chinatown. Looking for a handout now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my Where gosh. they and I, I, it just it really just breaks my heart, you know. Yeah, and it, what breaks my heart is that the 80, 90 year old grandma with the big humpback <sighs> slouch, and you can just see that. And they're carrying yes. like these heavy, like they have a heavy stick across them, and then mm. with with bags of um, aluminum cans and bottles. And then at the same time, they're pushing these carts, and they're pushing all these cans and bottles. And mm-hmm. it breaks my heart because I'm going, "What if that's my mom? What if that's my grandma? Mm. You know, what if that's my friend's mom or grandma that I grew up with? You know, like pe- people that I care so deeply for." And I, what happened there? Where are their kids? Where are their like? We're not supposed within our community or our village or anywhere that we live, yeah. regardless of race. Yeah. People in our community, we should take care of our elderly. At the very least, we should take care of our elderly. And to see that and and see so many people just kind of walk by without giving two shits, like that's just a normal occurrence, that's also painful to watch. You know, people are just walking right by them. And and it just, to me, and I get it, it's like eventually when you're in New York, you just become so jaded oh, yeah. with this stuff. And and that kind of made me sad to go, I'm, I'm jaded from humanity, from something like that, something that if I watched on a movie, I would feel more mm-hmm. than something I would see in real reality. You know, something that I would see on Instagram, if someone posted this on on Instagram or YouTube video, they would go send out hearts and perhaps donate a little bit of something. But you see this in real life, you just, it ain't nothing. You know, that that trips me out. Like, do we have to care only when we're on our phones in front of a screen? You know, there's just something there that's just strange. It's very strange that people can just walk by another human being that's suffering. And I'm not talking about the whole world, but just New York specifically. Nah, I get that. And then people just get into their own, you know, their own heads and just do what they have to go to work. And I think it's partly because of, uh, it's how hard they work. And then, so they just, they don't, they just zone everything out. You know, um, I think a lot of New Yorkers are just like trying to get things done and whatever. And they can't pay no mind to, which is terrible because, you know, what you see outside is, you know, there's people just begging on the streets and they're, they're you know, these grandmas are just sitting on the side and, and it's cold out. Right. You know, I'm like, grandma, go home. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's one thing if, if you're, I mean, I always talk to Nora about this. If your hands work, your feet work, your brain works and you're not, you don't have mental health issues and you're totally capable, then you should work towards finding a solution, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If everything works, then you should work to find a solution. I don't know what that is, right? But everyone's fighting to find their own solution in life. Yeah. And if you are completely functional, 
then that's different from someone who has mental health issues, right? right? Someone who's handicapped, someone who has health issues, someone who's very old. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- those are completely different things. And during this pandemic, I want to say that I, I saw the best in humanity, but that's just not true. I, I've seen so many great things, but we can't ignore the bad things that that's occurring still, too. Still around, yeah. Right. We were just talking prior to going live on this podcast. What just happened down the street the other day? Oh my god! You know, you know five or six, seven, eight people jumped the guy. Twelve people. It was twelve people. Yeah, that's what they counted. I mean, jumped the guy by himself yeah. and um, robbed him, uh, lacerated him in his face and and his body. And while they were robbing him, they took his jacket, his clothes, and even stripped them down to his underwear, ripped off his underwear. In broad daylight. In it's broad like, daylight. Yeah. Like people feel like it's okay to do that. You know, it's crazy. I mean, you, I would never hear things like that prior to the pandemic. Yeah, no, that's true. You know, and it, I mean, on all honesty, it looked like a targeted attack based on what we... It does seem that way after when we were talking about it. Yeah. Because yeah. it just seemed too, yeah, too, too organized to... To, to happen but it's it's so sad but then you do you think about it you're like oh my god uh, it's you know things are happening you know and you you right. see it and you're you're just you know you're nervous to, just to go out you're right. hearing things on the train right. people getting pushed people are, you know every other week it's like on on the major news network has, i i hear about someone getting pushed on the tracks has this always been happening no I mean, we just don't pay i don't know money. i think no, i think i think the it thing is be, this, right? this has been happening though you know yeah, and yeah. then it's just been highlighted because the fact that there's no i guess there's no other like, type of news to report on except that's the, like the rising crime right, you know right. um but if you look at the numbers they don't lie the crime rate is is up significantly up, right? mm-hmm. year over year it is up significantly since yeah. the pandemic shootings are up right yeah. so it's not just the news right. trying to um bring something and highlight it further yeah. i believe that, that that's not 100 percent of the case i think it's crime is rising significantly i mean look at what augie just said and he's not alone in this. People are afraid to go out mm-hmm. in certain neighborhoods in New York City. Yep. Yep. People are afraid to go out at certain times by themselves. I mean, I fear for my friends that live in the city. Yeah, you know that when they have to go out and if they're alone or, or my family members, if they're gonna be somewhere at the wrong place at the wrong time, right? And you're gonna see a group of people that just are feeling some type of way that day and they're or someone or they bump into someone with mental health issues right. and or someone's just angry at the whole situation and they have no outlet and they want to take it out on someone that they feel can't fight back yeah it's, and that's it's, been happening non-stop yeah. it's like every freaking week i'm hearing something about this yeah and it's escalating you know it doesn't seem like it's like de-escalating at yeah. all uh, and it's scary and so you know, thank God, my my fiance she works from home, but if she has to go out anywhere um, during and then even in the beginning of the pandemic. We, I was like, hey, look, um, I'm gonna drive you, and I'm gonna drive you back home. You know, just just tell me right. when you need me, and I'm I, you are not taking the. Journey. I think that that was the major reason why people are leaving New York City. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because of how dense it was and and the spread of COVID. You can literally get it anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not going to discriminate. Yeah, I think a lot of people saw the writing on the wall. 
crime rate was significantly up and a lot of people were getting hurt and probably it was becoming too close for comfort. Mm-hmm. Maybe they knew someone or they knew someone who knew someone who were a victim of a crime mm-hmm. or something happened on, in their zip code, in their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know what? I'm out. I'm moving back home with my parents over in yeah. wherever and that's how, not in New York City. How can you even afford, you know, like when if you're unemployed all of a sudden, you know, how do you afford New York? How do you afford New York? But you know what? People just don't pay rent. Exactly. People, <laughs> People you can get away with not paying rent in New yeah. York City. Oh, yeah, for, just moratorium. For, but you can not pay rent for anywhere. A year or two, right? Right? How are we going to fix it? Yeah, but, New York, New York. but New York City laws are just way tenant friendly. I mean, you, you're a landlord. Yeah. You tell me. They're very tenant friendly, but every, every, I mean, every, um, if you're, if you're a, a landlord, I mean, you have to go through a process for eviction. So yeah. the, I mean, tenants tend to have more rights, um, than, than property owners, yeah. but you know, there are a lot of scumbag landlords too. So that's also true. You know, and that's why those laws are there to protect them. Right. But right. you also get a people scumbag tenant. Yeah. People, people do abuse it. People know, do abuse it. You know, who know how to play the play system. system going, yeah. Oh, I could get away with not paying rent for a, mm-hmm. a couple of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I could see that, you know, and it's, it, people just try to take it. It's, it's just, it, you know, so many people just try to take advantage of of, of this. Is that human nature? I feel like it's yeah. It's, it's I don't know if it's, it's human like, nature because I don't really hear stories like that outside of New York. When I leave to certain, and I love New York City, man. Yeah. You know, born and raised, bred here, so don't think otherwise what I'm saying. But I'm speaking the truth. What? As a New Yorker, when I left New York, I couldn't believe how friendly people were. I had strangers coming up to me to say hi. People offering to help me. Yeah. You, you know, it was just I was blown away specifically when i was down south right um yes i do know that there was a lot of racism down there um did you feel that? and they have very yeah you felt it for, for sure, sure oh, for okay. sure uh but i feel here too yeah that's true but not I mean, as much but here, here is so. just more mask yeah. but i can tell you i mean i can tell yeah you know when someone uh you know, so it wasn't masked like down you get, south <laughs> here i get like soft racism it's either extreme like well once in a while i'll get like an extreme type of racism right or i hear someone that that where it's happened to like oh you whatever asian da, 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 especially during covid right mm-hmm. um but f- before that or even now it, it's very subtle soft racism mm-hmm. right you go down south it's way more in your face uh there's just it's just different right but i'm speaking to the friendliness of the environment i, I just don't see I see more of that hospitality, that Southern hospitality to speak yeah, yeah. of. And over here, just the amount of crime that has occurred during the pandemic, yeah. during such a shitty situation to try to point fingers and and then just launch an all-out hate attack or, or take advantage of certain people. I mean, that to me is just... It's... it's it's tough to see, you know, pushing people in the subway tracks, attacking women, yeah. uh, children, mm-hmm. elders, people who can't fight back, or 12 people on one person. I mean, wow. I mean, to the point where they had to rob him and even take his underwear. I mean, you just, when you hear so much of this in the news cycle, it's just, it's one, you become jaded because it happens so much. You just don't care as long as it's not happening to you or anyone mm-hmm. else you love. Or two, you just, Say fuck it, man! I fucking hate people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I fucking hate people. You're just so tired, man. You're just so tired of hearing all this. And yeah, you're just so scared at the same time, you know. But uh, but I don't think that's a really a, a true reflection of 
of a community, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Because we hear these stories because, you know, people want the best soundbite. So obviously, and they want the, the viewership. So they're going to report on, the, on these things mm-hmm. and not really report on the things that the community is doing to help each other. You know, like you said before, there are organizations, there are people helping each other, creating uh, food drives, you know, delivering food to the elderly and all these things. These things should be the driving force that we need to hear as as young individuals so that we are inspired to do things to help others right not this shit yeah we we should be aware we should be focused on like protecting our elderly our mothers our our fathers because i mean we we all have skin in the game my parents still live down here right in this community and our, our families do so we have to be vigilant you know but we also have to fight you know to keep that humanity because when we come out of this are we gonna are we gonna be changed as people where we're gonna be so jaded that fu- you know considering like fuck everyone yeah no i don't want to come think out so. like that i yeah. mean not us i don't think no, like there's yeah. people like I, I i think what we see outside is and we do see a lot of good though you're right those food drives and you know the, the line is down the block two blocks and they're still willing to you know help out and it, it was like an everyday type of thing and that was very nice to see um, and we see a lot of, um, uh, especially even in, this, in my industry, uh, in uh, the taxi industry, I, that's why I've been working with Taxi Workers Alliance and because they're, they care, you know, they care and they, they see the, the, the feet in these drivers' eyes. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I was like, hey, look, I got to try to help too, you know, if mm-hmm. I can, any way I can. Right. Um, and yeah, same thing with Chinatown. I, I do feel like I try to, I try to um, eat in Chinatown when we can, but we also, you know, a lot of times we eat at home, we cook and we try to yeah. save money. But anytime I'm in Chinatown, like I try to tip. And same try, here. We all know? do that. Yeah. Um, and I love that we get to highlight and see the good part of humanity, but we cannot choose just to look at those things as if the problems do not exist we cannot stick bury our heads in the sand at some point we have to acknowledge that this is a problem because if we keep saying it'll be okay keep saying it'll be okay one day that problem is going to be at your doorstep Mm. so we have to figure out as a community how to stop it together either with police with the city officials we need to get together and figure it out because Right now, true, true. There is a major, major problem in New York City with crime. Right. It's a major problem. Women are getting raped, yeah. thrown in the subway tracks, assaulted, and it's alarming at how free, at the frequency that this is occurring. And it cannot keep continuing this way. Yeah. It, it can't because if we don't do something about this to curb this rising crime rate. It's only going to get worse, and it's going to attract other actors like it. Yeah. So, is a election season coming up for New York City? Mm. Make sure you press your city council or your mayor, and you understand what they are trying to go for. Not don't go for them just because they're a brand name. Figure out what they stand for. Really, really listen to them. And if what they address addresses your views, mm-hmm. re- and then look at their track record if they have one, right? Dude. To see if they do fight for the small guy, if they yeah. do fight for people like you within your community. 
don't just vote for them because the herd is voting for them and don't just vote for them because they're more famous than someone else really dig into their politics really dig into their character and and integrity because new york city desperately now more than ever moving into the future needs a of good forward path i think a progressive path as well too you know we 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 see you know like andrew yang and we see what chris martin right marte uh chris marte he is uh, running for city council oh city council i'm sorry district one right uh we see like um uh, what's his face uh, uh, uh scott stringer sorry i'm mm-hmm. just i'm just blanking right now yeah uh and you know we see these people that and you know I, scott stringer might fight for me you know and then it, it might not uh for but you know i'm a yang andrew yang fan but mm-hmm. i just want to see if scott stringer will actually hold up to it and i i, I think i don't know we we talk to his office often, uh, all the time and uh you know, for me, I, I, I don't know who I'm... It's too early to know who I'm voting right. for because I still don't know all of the politics. Uh, right. uh, I'm not saying I'm going to... Just because he... Um, and that's smart. Yeah. I mean, have you, if you made up your mind now already, that's then... ridiculous. We yeah. haven't heard the rest of the playing field. It's so like, long. You yeah. know, it's all, not until, like, what is it? September or, or November is the the actual election? Mm-hmm. November is the September is primary. The primary is in September, right? I believe it's in June. Oh, in, oh I'm sorry. It's in yeah. June. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So... Are you have you um, had the I guess the inclination or the idea to kind of bring this issue up with like the mayor can- candidates, right? I know you've been working with Scott Stringer, who's running for mayor, but how about the other candidates as well, like yeah. Andrew Yang? I mean, for us, we've been it, it's it's already pretty uh, popular issue. Uh, we had articles of people like all oh, the the fifty most important questions for New York City, and we our issue was one of them. You know, what are you going to do for the taxi medallion owners and the taxi crisis? Uh, and for us, we, you know, a lot of people, um, uh, I, I want to meet as many people as I can mm-hmm. just to let them know what's going on, um, and see the faces, you know, we bring the drivers that are, that, that are hurting from this. You know, these are people that have to go, go to work and then, um, go home thinking like, man, I didn't make enough today and I work, you know. 12 hours i hate you know, that and you're talking about, and they just feel like a loser to their family yeah. where at one point they felt like they were winning and that was just basically they would take you know the carpet was taken from under their feet you know and yeah. it's 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 so it, when you see that time after time again you're like oh you know something has to be done and it's it's with you know uh, uh, the mayor could help and this is very low cost to the city um, all he has to do is really just listen. You know what I mean? Do you think that they may perhaps want to eradicate yellow caps? Let I don't know. I mean, if they did, then they, should, they, sh- they should just say it, say it you know? But, and so but we why could would they plan. say that? I mean, that'll, go, that'll make them look bad. Right? right, exactly. But they should at least tell them, hey, look, it's... Uh, because let's just, let's just be... Let's just... It doesn't make sense to me, though. Let's just get I'll, a... Weird, I'll let you know. There are interested right. parties, though. There are mm-hmm. interested parties, and we know that that they want to keep the yellow taxi. Okay. We've spoken to you know, a lot of councilmen and women. Because you guys are on the brink of total collapse. Yeah, you're talking about... And, yeah. and if someone is literally on its last lifeline, and you don't... Address it. Help them? <laughs> I mean... That's it. Essentially, it's, it's essentially the industry needs a bailout. Yeah. So if they're not bailing them out and yeah. they're not helping them, yeah. the next then I, and they keep blowing them off, kicking the can down the street. Then then I'm going wait. 
you playing me or do, do, do you want us to die out wait wait you're accepting lobbying money from the group that's causing this whole industry to do, be disrupted and not wanting us to be able to compete with them well yeah. what's as a business owner if you're looking at the other side wouldn't you want to have one less competitor to worry about mm-hmm. and these guys you know the city was banking off of these medallion sales yeah. and they're talking about oh having like a uh uh you know their, their their fiscal year is coming up you know and the reports and saying like oh we're in debt you know you think about oh wait hmm, i i wonder where you could get money from exactly i mean that was one of my uh points to point out as well if the city gets so much money yeah. from the, the taxis that are charging fees, right. you know, paying for the MTA. Yeah. And, and if the taxi industry disappears, where are you going to get this money? It's, it seems like a ripple effect. Can, can, it's, going to, uh, it's going to affect other industries. Can't they push it off to the Uber and Lyft drivers, the other companies? Will these companies agree to that? That's yeah. the thing. If know? the yellow cabs are eradicated. You know, they actually do pay. But see, that's, that's the thing. Look, if you keep giving me money... And you're saying, fuck Augie, <laughs> somehow. And I'm going, well, Augie ain't doing shit for me. Whoa, whoa. actually, he's giving me, he's generating tax revenue. Right. Yeah. And you're going, Will. We'll cover that. I got you, buddy. I'll cover that. And then I'm going to throw some more honey on top. <laughs> is that, is that right? what's happening? And if I'm not getting emotional about this, let's yeah. say I'm a ruthless, psychotic businessman. And I'm going, shit, I'm, I'm just calculating my numbers. And I'm going, well, your proposal makes a lot of sense to me and my city mm-hmm. you know what yeah let these guys just go off on their own I, I just won't do anything to help them i won't harm them but i won't do anything to help them and there's no way they compete with you so let them go off on their own and if you know they're ride sharing or getting the app they're too late mm-hmm. right and like you said it's not user friendly so screw that they're underwater on their loan leave them alone let it happen and you my friend will eventually take over the yellow cab industry. Mm. Yeah. Especially when you come with your driverless vehicle. <laughs> see, it's a possibility, boom, man. Boom. I, Yo, I, I so the, these so people the, don't... So they have the five-year plan. Let me tell you, these people don't plan for today. Yeah. yeah. What they planned for today was five years ago, bro. Mm-hmm. What, what Their plan, they already have, they already know or have an idea what they're going to do, their mission in terms of revenue guidance. They know how much and how far they want to scale this already. They're already five or 10 years ahead. They have the plans in place. Now they're just moving all the pieces and putting it together and they got the people lined up already. Now it's just the, the, just letting time pass and actually pushing the pieces forward. Mm. You know the way these corporations move. They're extremely organized, extremely intelligent mm. and extremely thoughtful. And powerful. Now, the only thing that could be unaccounted for if the people push back, if enough people push back, mm then politicians will have to go, whoa, 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 I can't ignore my people. <laughs> Your constituents, so yeah. You're lobbying. Now yeah. we, you have to you have to back off a little bit. <sighs> you may not be able to get everything you want. I'll give you some, but you're not going to get all because I have to give some for Augie. Yeah. And trust me, I've seen that. You know, We went into uh, offices of uh, councilmen and councilwomen. Uh, I'm not going to name who, <laughs> but they've asked like, oh, uh, so maybe if you get, you know, $25 from each of your member of your union then you know maybe and then donate it to me and then you know we have something to talk about and it's you know and I 
It's not like, it's I not didn't like know a that. backwards extortion. <laughs> I know. It's bribing it's, kind it's, of. It's happened. You know, it's happened. You know, and where's it, that line between lobbying, bribing, and extortion? Exactly. You know, you just, there is none. You know, it's all blurred, right? So they, at this point, I, like on camera, they, they're concerned for us. And they, they, they love to be like, oh, you know what, we feel for you guys. They even set up a task force talking about recommendations, what the city should do. This was before the pandemic and uh-huh. early um, 2020. That's fine and dandy, but it yeah. doesn't hit your bottom line. Yeah, right. What we need and focus on is debt forgiveness. It's the only way we can survive. That's and it. only way. And then uh, so a lot of these owner drivers will not just disappear. And then what are they going to do, man? Like, what are they going to be able to do? at their age it's that or can yellow cabs ever compete with uber and lyft's business model can you guys catch up can there be like some type of app and or you guys upgrade your vehicle somehow like i said i've I've worked for that app it's hard when the tlc regulates us as uh, and they're not trying to help us we don't you know we need to let them know like look we should have one universal app right right um and that would make things we have exactly we have three that doesn't make sense it doesn't if i had to go to three different apps for one uber that would that would piss me off exactly it just doesn't make sense and they just feel like oh we're gonna allow this to happen and see what happens and they don't they're not really doing the legwork and trying to really try to correct this uh problem and they're saying they're helping us out then they're saying that like oh yeah we spoke with the uh the lenders and they're they're offering up to seven like you know they have negated 70 million dollars off of uh off of uh you know the medallion owners uh debt and then it's not without a cost they never mentioned that these drivers have to pay twenty five thousand dollars to bring down the principal to three hundred thousand dollars and not only that they're not going to be able to pay for that three hundred thousand and they're going to be in the same shoe you know they're going to be in the same shoes Six months from now, so, you know, a year from now. I mean, this is this is crazy. I had no idea that. I mean, I knew that yellow cabs were deeply impacted, but I just didn't know the extent of the political involvement. I had no idea of the extent of corporations' involvement and all the lobbying that took place behind the scenes. It is just crazy to me yeah there's so much more too and it's like i during this time like covid there's these guys are asking hey where are the food banks they're asking on you know we are we belong to a lot of like chat rooms on whatsapp it's, hey where are the food banks um you know like uh is there any way i could get online and is there going to be enough food um uh, we have really like food we took a survey i mean there's it's known that during the beginning of the pandemic um uh, a lot of these drivers, 82% of them don't have more than one month's worth of food in their home, right? And so, oh my gosh. and it's, they're, you know, you're talking about food scarcity. Um, they're, they're not, they're, they're barely surviving even before, they're not even surviving before the pandemic. They were going out b- borrowing money so they could keep on this uh, dream of owning a lot of, of these people have kids, yeah, they have families, kids, exactly. A mortgage, just like the rest of us. Yeah. They're just not something needs to be done they have to this i is... just i don't see any way around it and that's what we're fighting so hard and then tuesday we're gonna talk to tlc and talk to them about that is there a way uh people can i guess help yeah. or learn more about this absolutely oh uh, well the organization that i've been working with is a uh, uh new york taxi workers alliance so you could find them at nytwa.org 
and also you could re- you know if you're at Twitter you could tweet uh, the mayor uh, you could call three one one and talk about this issue. Uh, there's just you know for us we're we want New Yorkers uh, to think that they 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 have a you know they have a way to help and you know and tell people about what's going on with the yellow taxi industry. You know I'm not I'm not saying the yellow taxi industry is not without its faults. Uh, I'm here to try to change that too. Uh, you know, look, we we have a terrible PR problem, and we we need to you know eradicate that. And we have to, and I think fundamentally, when the foundation of yellow taxi, we have to hit it through the schools, teaching them, hey, look, be proud of what you do. You know, um, uh, I think a lot of these guys are just driving crazy. You know, our reputation is um, uh, reckless driving, uh, uh, rude drivers, and and basically dirty cabs. You know, there's so many things in the industry. Like a lot of the dirty cabs are from the garages because they just don't care because they were just leasing it out to these guys who were paying high, high, more, uh, high leasing rates. You're talking about eight hundred dollars a week. But during the time when it was like uh, the best, uh, the peak of uh, yellow taxi, they were making enough, you know, for themselves. But look, you're paying, uh, <laughs> you're paying eight hundred dollars a week to lease out this vehicle that's dirty. Why would the driver feel like the need to go and try to get it cleaned, you know? And they're just trying to make as much as they can. Right. It became like this really bad system. Oh, so the owner operators and the cabs are coming from, I guess, the garages are being leased out. They're t- totally separate. Totally separate. Mm-hmm. And these guys, and I've seen, That's, I, I didn't. They know that. take care of their cars. Yeah, I've know? been in cabs where the seats were shredded. You could see the foam Dude, coming out. It's bad. The smell, the stench, yeah. or that's the TLC or they should... refuse to turn on the air conditioning, and it was like dead of summer, and they'll just roll down the windows. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And if they did turn on the AC, you could tell that the AC wasn't on. Like at my request. And you could tell that the AC wasn't on for a while mm-hmm. and that dust and that smell was just gross. And I'm like, you know what? No, that's fine. <laughs> to leave it off. Yeah, yeah, right. I'll roll down the damn windows. Yeah. And there's know? like, you know, there's, it's just, there's just oh, so yeah. many things that we can do. A TLC should be the one who, you know, um, oversees all this, right? See the cars. Really look at the garages because they don't care. Yeah. These garages, they just want to try to get as much money as they can. Right. And that became like a problem. And the switching, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, when they deny them going to Brooklyn and all that. Right, it might right. be during the peak times because that's right. when they switch off, right. right? So they have to drive back to Queens. And if you're going to Brooklyn, they get a penalty right. if they come back late. Right. Uh, so it became such a, it's such a, just a backwards, you know, it's such a, it's such a weird di- uh, uh, um, yeah. way that the yellow taxi was working. And so we, you know, I, I want you to know that there are, there are drivers like, you know, I have to take care of my car. Of course it's mine. You yeah. know, like I, I want my, business to be nice and clean and i hate it i mean i love it when passengers come up oh clean cab but yeah i'm just like how often do you get in dirty cabs you know yeah. and i for them to say something like that yeah and i, I talk to them about yeah i'd be like i'm so sorry you know yeah. like i wish that but mainly those those cabs are are i'm telling you it's it's from garages and they're there's they're just don't there should just be some care. oversight and there should be fees i mean for because they give you guys a bad name the good drivers like right. you medallion yeah. owners like you i know i know there are several others that have a lot of pride mm-hmm. and and just you know a sense of um uh cleanliness right. when it comes to their cab they want people to feel welcomed yeah. and happy with that experience and yeah i mean that's why uber and lyft they came in and it was for me when I when I when I first came to New York City and I sat in one of those 
I was like, whoa, this is different. Mm-hmm. You know, just, I, I'm tall, number one. There's more legroom, and it was cleaner. Yeah. Get a bottle of water. Yeah. It's clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah they gave you know, bottle. In the beginning, they were so nice. They, they were candy. So nice. They were wear. They were wear suits. They, they were, were wear suits. suits. Yeah. You know, it became like a like yeah. kind of like a chauffeur yeah. anytime you wanted to call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they 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 advertised it as that. You know, yep. right. Uh, and the but, pricing up front is huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course it is because you know how much you're gonna pay. Yeah. And then with our look for us, we knew that the meter. I I, I knew that the meter is 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 very anxiety driven. Right. It j- jumps. Yeah. Anytime you sit at a red light, you jump and you're just like, like you yeah. just think about it. And I, I just, I just think that there should be a way where we can, it's so easy, right? Like how yeah. far is it? How long is it going to take? You yeah. already be able to calculate that. Mm-hmm. And yep. you know, the, the, the company I've been working with, we have that. Right. It's upfront pricing right. and we have that, but yet it, it's hard to take off because we look, these drivers are one, they're just like, ah, apps, they're mm-hmm. older, some of them. Right. Or they just don't get enough requests right. because it's, we don't have enough money uh, to promote it enough. So they're, they're, the, um, the, the people of New York can request and try to ask and stuff like that. I remember when yellow cabs were fighting against having credit card payments yeah, settled right. in their vehicles. Yeah. You know, and look. You have to change with the times if you want to, if you want your business to thrive. That's another thing. Yeah. You have to change with time. Yeah, you and, have to. Yeah, and I admit that. Like, you know, of course we do. And I want to fix that. Yeah. Uh, we have to really get with it right now. We're not attracting drivers and we're definitely not attracting passengers. Yeah. You know, it's our, so there's a lot of um, like mutual interest between city agencies and city uh, officials that want to keep us around. Yeah. You know, but they're like, you guys have to solve it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. No, we do. But we need TLC's help. They're not, they're ignoring us. I, 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 I have these ideas and they're not even trying to listen to me. Because they're not, they're not looking for a solution. They're not looking for solutions. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that there's so many things that they can do. They're, you know, they, mm-hmm. they end up just like, you know, um, uh, really penalizing these uh, drivers. Uh, what's the number one thing that you, you know, uh, so what the TLC does is it makes it so easy for you to report a driver, like whether or not they're just not, um, uh, they're not nice, they're driving reckless, or or they almost hit you or something like that. It's just so easy. You call 311, you you get their medallion number. Like if I cut off somebody, I'm already at fault. There, there's no way I'm winning that case, mm-hmm. even though, like unless I have a dash cam and I'm trying to explain. But that person could say anything about me and I would get, uh, they would, uh, they would, um, they would reprimand me. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they would. No, yeah, there would. There would be no. Uh, there would be, be no hearing. Because yeah. th- you th- could try to fight the hearing, yeah. but from what I I heard, I've never been in that situation. You you basically get you, you just like don't even worth it. Just pay the lawyer to try to uh, help you out as much as wow. you can. But you, you got reprimanded. Like it, don't do it. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Really? Because I heard rumors the other way. I I heard that yeah. if you get hit or something happens or a cab driver hits and crashes into your car or yeah. anything good luck dealing with the with them because they have like really good advocates or lawyers or insurance policies no. and it makes it almost impossible for you to win a case against them oh i don't know about that because I, I heard seen, it like the opposite way yeah. from several i mean no i'm talking folks. about like if the tlc reprimands me but for them to mm-hmm. be able to get uh the you know i pay like uh every month is like uh for just for liability insurance it's like uh 350 bucks and you pay the tlc for that no uh, no they have there's there's like a monopoly between i say it's like a duopoly between two insurance companies that basically they're gonna rate check this out they're gonna raise uh the price uh the premium to 10 percent 
during a time when nobody during the pandemic a, of course oh like why gosh. would you know they're they're willing to do something like that like they don't care it's wow. so That's insane yeah i mean for me personally it I, sounds I, like I they're trying to get to, rid of the yellow cat yeah, yeah. right no exactly everything that's is pointing towards that it you really, know? they that's really what i'm saying it just but makes no sense you know you would think that you're just trying to help these struggling guys mm-hmm. it would be weird the day women, that we sorry. look at yeah it'll be very weird that day we look at new york city and there's no more yellow caps yeah. i, I so that's iconic. very hard to picture yeah i just don't get it but i i mean i'm gonna keep fighting for it you know i think that I think these guys deserve someone, you know, and they're, I'm so proud of them. Uh, we, not only that we go on these Zoom calls, we are just me, like, we'll, we'll, we'll talk uh, with each other, try to figure out, hey, look, uh, if these guys, these are men and women that are willing to sacrifice their time and their day to come out and, and, and voice their, their, themselves. And uh, during a time when it's, it's just so hard and, you know, pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, you're scared to come out, but they're shutting down bridges, they're, they're really going to the lobbies of the banks and mm. you know we're going to gracie's mansion and you know we're 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 ready you know we're mm. we have been getting organized uh and it really does help when we're get, getting more and more people listening to us well i wish you guys luck i do want to end on a light note um do you have any stories of <laughs> any interesting stories or yeah, what's the most New interesting story you had yeah you know honestly i'm a day driver it's never that interesting <laughs> but i just you know i got like james gordon in my cab i got guidi oh Tong. you did yeah 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 okay yeah, I, mean, I mean i was nervous you know but i'm i'm more of like i know it sounds crazy but i'm i'm a huge like uh, dog lover me mm-hmm. and my fiance is a huge dog lover so i would take pictures of the dogs that are in my cab all the time i have like so many and that's about it nothing crazy nothing you know? crazy not, so I, people are usually very um yeah normal. they're going to work or, you know okay. you're not the night partying guy like i'd okay. hate working at night i don't know how that you don't patient. want to go up in your cab right you know? <laughs> yeah my night guy tells me stories and oh i guess God. like i mean i've had one where i picked up somebody that had like a hospital you know band oh uh-huh. you and, escaped the hospital yeah i don't know that's the thing <laughs> so he was not even from here uh, I had to drive him what? to Pennsylvania. Uh, Pens- no, not to Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. If I see Hotel. someone in a hospital gown, <laughs> it's not a gown, but he had the name band, and they're like, drive me to Pennsylvania. <laughs> I was like, yo. Like, no, <laughs> escape convict or something. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, hey, I hear Uber's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, 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 you should just use that, please. Don't bother me. Um, yeah, yeah this, it's just this guy that got out of jail, just got out of jail, but I saw his tag right away. I was like, damn, I should, you know, like, oh, please, just... Like you a know, psych ward? Like, holy Yeah, shit. I don't know. Like, something must have happened. So he explained that him and his girlfriend got into, like, an argument and started, like, fighting. He got arrested by cops, uh, right? And so, but he was, like, heavily, he, he smelled like alcohol. So basically, he was just drinking so all was, night. Yeah. And I had to I had to just drive him. And he dude had to puke, like, three times on the way to his hotel. Oh, so he's hungover. Yeah. And, he, you know, he was in jail. So yeah. it must not be easy to sleep, you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. so I picked them up and you know, I just felt bad. I was like, here, take this bottle of water. I didn't even open it. I have a bottle of water. I was like, oh, yeah. here, take this whole thing. That's all yours and whatever it is. And I just dropped them off in his hotel. I said, hey, man, good luck. Because that's, you know, I thought about that. I'm like, I would be pretty nervous if I was a cab driver yeah. picking up strangers and I get one crazy dude. You know, I mean, we've got, you know, I mean, there is a percentage. There's got to be at least like 0.1%. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> just weird, weirdos. You know, I just forget about it. I that's just kind of, like, you know, because you have you so many it. passengers. It's so traumatic you and you blocked it out. <laughs> I, I do. I just don't even think about it. I, you know, there's like so many passengers per day. Not now, but like, you know, uh, back then you get 20 rides, 30 rides a day. And, you know, you just do as much as you can. I have great conversations, though. I could tell you that much. Because they, 
they you know asking how business is and they you know we talk about like you know uh, assortment of things and, yeah. and that's one of the things i take from uh driving and i I've always loved uh, like talking to people, meeting yeah. them, their views. You know, I've had like Trump supporters. I've had you know, uh, uh, you know, mm. interesting like, conversations. Very there. interesting, by the way. And it's you know, they're talking about conspiracies and talking about even five G. You, you're having a whole podcast in your oh, cab. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and it's interesting. It is. Yeah. Uh, you just see how they are, but you know these. Mainly, people are just very sweet and super nice, and that's one thing. I, if anybody takes from this uh, podcast, is that you know New Yorkers they're they're mainly just very nice, and they're they they don't want to see people struggle. You know, they they want to help, but they don't know how. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I think that's it. And I I think it's I agree with you there. Yeah. These are the current conversations yeah. you're having right yeah, now. With, yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, because everybody's struggling right now. Yeah, you know, and especially yeah. so I see them and. They, they're, they're just you know they're like oh you know i feel for you they're not like oh you guys deserve it you know they're like oh i'm rooting for you yeah how can you not yeah. how can you not and there and that's that's when you uh yeah visit the site right yeah, yeah. <laughs> taxi <laughs> alliance <laughs> right right you know you could help hey, us out tweet here. the mayor you know call 311 you know really tell them that we're all struggling i know that you know but we were struggling before this and we were trying yeah. to get the mayor on on board um you know, I, I, I get it. And I hope we all survive through all of this, yeah. you know, but we'll, we'll see. Maybe I'll come back again. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Anytime, Audrey, just <laughs> let us know. That, um, yeah. Thanks for coming you. on and uh, we'll share, give us those links. We'll share it down mm-hmm. in the descriptions we'll do. for everyone listening yeah. or watching. Uh, they can check it out. Yeah. And if they want to follow up and support you guys, uh, there's also one more thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so we also work with these sister, um, uh, uh, uh I guess like it's called community for change. Uh, these nonprofits that are trying to really help, uh, and we, there's this campaign called Invest in Our New York dot com, uh, and it, it, it's it's a great uh, way to really help people that are struggling out there, and and, and I hope that uh, you know people go on and try to help other people. Uh, that's beautiful. That's great. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That's a wrap. That's I think a it's wrap. a wrap, man. It's a wrap. It's great. It's wrap. You know. Thank you for sharing your story, uh, and it's it. uh, it's a New York story. And I think uh, when you, when you said that a lot of people are struggling, and what we can do to help, yeah. we definitely should and be able to. If right, we, you know, yeah, we, yeah. we have two hands, two feet. <laughs> we do, we yeah. do a lot. Thank yeah. you for giving me a platform to talk about this yeah. in depth, especially you know because mm-hmm. I don't re- you know I rarely get to talk about that. There's certain these these things are usually just like focus on other you know just one thing but i appreciate you guys thank you yeah well thanks for coming on and and you know really going into depth on this and sharing all the details and i know it's not easy for you guys um but you're continuing the good fight and uh um yeah we're rooting for you guys man i mean new york city and yellow caps i just I can't see New York City without a freaking cab. You know, yellow cab is just yeah. part of what New York is. Yeah. Well, let's know? let's let's see what the city wants to do. You know. We'll see. Anyway, um, Augie, uh, love you, bro. Love you, man. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you guys yeah. so much. Man. Yeah. Hey, brother. Thank yeah. you guys. There's lucky boys. We out. Thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts for the rest of our episodes.